Mark chapter 12. I want us to read in two different places in this chapter. First, I want us to read from verse 13 down to verse 17, and then skip over to verse 38 and read down through the first two verses of chapter 13. Mark chapter 12 and verse 13. And they send unto him certain of the Pharisees and of the Herodians to catch him in his words. And when they were come, they say unto him, Master, we know that thou art true and carest for no man, for thou regardest not the person of men, but teachest the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Shall we give or shall we not give? But he knowing their hypocrisy said unto them, Why tempt ye me? Bring me a penny that I may see it. And they brought it. And he saith unto them, Whose is this image and superscription? They said unto him, Caesar's. And Jesus answering said unto them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. Now verse 38. And he said unto them in his doctrine, Beware of the scribes, which love to go in long clothing and love salutations in the marketplaces and the chief seats in the synagogues and the upper rooms, or uppermost rooms at feasts, which devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers, these shall receive greater damnation. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow. And she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Amen. May the Lord add his own blessing to the reading of his word for his name's sake. This morning I want us to think particularly on the words that the Lord Jesus says there or spoken of him in verse 41 and Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury I want us to think on that and I'm entitling our time a penny or a mite may the Lord bless his word let's just ask the Lord to speak to us Father in heaven now we would pray that thou wouldst allow the word of God to do that in our hearts which you have sent it forth to do we pray that you will bless it, 
We pray that you will allow it to be that which is for us truly a light, a feast, a blessing, a calming word from God, and yet one that stirs us up. Lord, bless us, help us, we pray, all in Jesus' name, for his sake. Amen. Amen. I want to point out as we begin this time in considering the word of God, the contrast that Lord Jesus makes between those who are actually casting into the treasury. Those that uh, the Lord says came and cast in much are those that devoured widows' houses, meaning that they for profit and gain for themselves took advantage of the poverty of those who had nothing. And yet, here we have the two parties presented to us. Those that had much, and the ones that now had nothing. But we will begin this morning by considering the day. The day in which our text is set. The scriptures tell us in this chapter that the Lord Jesus and his disciples came to the temple, where... In verse 35, we are told that the Lord Jesus spent some time, in fact, a good amount of time, teaching the people. The area of the temple in which the Lord taught was a vast courtyard near what was called the treasury. And it is estimated that this court was large enough to hold 15 thousand worshipers at one time and also that it was very likely filled with people as the Lord Jesus was there it is here and in this place that we read the Lord Jesus denouncing the hypocrisy of the Pharisees we read earlier that they came to him seeking to catch him in some error as he taught among the people in that moment the Pharisees offered their most clever questions such as should they pay tribute to the Romans but the Lord answered them easily and showed the character of the Pharisees for all to see and as we have read here in verse 17 of our reading that the words of the Lord caused all to marvel how is it that he could speak so easily to these who were so clever. Later in that day, as the Lord and his disciples were leaving the temple, the disciples asked the Lord to consider the stones and glory of the temple. So if you look at verse or chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, And as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples saith unto him, Master, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. And Jesus answering said unto him, Seest thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. The disciples supposed that the Lord would comment on the glorious nature of the temple, but surprisingly he speaks of its destruction. The immense stones of this place would be cast down. Between 
the badgering of the Pharisees and the pondering of the temple that would be destroyed came a truly remarkable moment of worship. From among the vast crowd came a widow and unlike everyone else cast into the treasury just two small coins. The scripture tells us that they were two mites. Now we might ask at this point, which is of greater value, the Roman penny or the Jewish mite? Well, to the Pharisees, the former, for it was over twice the monetary value. To the Lord Jesus, the more valuable was the mite. So plainly, we have here illustrated for us in real terms the Lord's words, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar and render to God the things that are God's. Some scholars note that the least amount that the Jewish law allowed to be cast into the treasury was two mites. You think about it. Don't go throwing money into the treasury unless it's at least this much. It sounds like something that the Pharisees would establish, doesn't it? This woman had what was the minimum that was allowed by law to be put into the treasury. Now that begs the question. Were the two coins all that the widow had left after other funds had been used up or could they be the sum of what she had to save up to put into the treasury? This woman had nothing but these mites. Now, lest we miss our mark, I stress that the subject for today is not the excellence of the widow's heart and offering. It is obvious that she was a true worshiper who was fulfilling the first and greatest commandment. In fact, I was challenged with this thought as I was walking out the door today. The Lord Jesus said, show me the penny on whose image that was inscribed the image of Caesar. You might think that perhaps this widow was one upon whose heart was subscribed the image of her God. She cast in all she had. Our subject, though, the subject that truly blesses, is the consideration of the Lord Jesus and how we find him to be in this morning, in this moment, this morning. As we notice the Lord and his part in the incident, we should be very careful that we apply what we notice of him to our lives. As the Lord was that day, so will the Lord be to us as we would live for, serve, and worship Him. So, let's consider what we can see about the Lord Jesus that afternoon as He calls His disciples to behold the most 
unnoticeable, noteworthy moment. See, that doesn't go together. Yeah, it does. The most unnoticeable, noteworthy moment of all that took place in the temple that day. And I suggest to you that our consideration will prove this, that true worship and love for the Lord will never go unnoticed. True worship and love for the Lord will never go unnoticed. So, what can we say about the Lord Jesus? Well, I've got very simple points. Very simple. Number one, Jesus sat. Well, how's that? A, how does that help us to notice anything? Think with me. It does seem to be a very unimportant part of the of the incident, but I would say very far from it. I have a question. Why did Jesus sit in that court amongst all that thronging crowd? Why did he sit exactly where he sat? Second, why did he sit there when he sat there? Why was Christ in the place where he was at that moment? Now this is not a small point. The scripture says, and Jesus sat. In other words, he went particularly to this place at that time for a particular reason. Now, the answer that some might suggest may well be that he was positioning himself and his disciples to behold something that would serve as a basis for further instruction. The Lord was going to use something. He was teaching. Now let's move over here. We're going to see something else that will also teach another lesson. I say that that is very unlikely. Because I see, I think there's something far deeper here than just a point of uh, teaching. And perhaps my answer can be answered this way. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. This woman was in the court of the Lord to do exactly what Psalm 100 just said. I suggest to you that the Lord Jesus was drawn by the heart that was in this woman to love the Lord her God even before she entered the court. The Lord Jesus knew she was coming. The Lord Jesus knew her heart. The Lord Jesus knew what she would do. And so he put himself in exactly the place where he would want to be and have his disciples to see all that she would do. He was right where he should be to see her. Now, you say, why is this an important point? I think so because of this. I think it's the common thought of God's people in moments of their various poverties, their hardships, that even if they come to the Lord to love Him, because of the circumstances, the Lord must be far away. I come to love the Lord. I come to serve the Lord. I come to do something for the Lord. But my affliction and the hardness of my day preached to me that the Lord is far away. Here is a perfect 
case in point that no matter what you say your poverty is how you how you judge your situation the lord is where he would want to be i say don't let your heart go to that place where you think the lord's far away the fact that the lord could say that she put in all that she had suggested something didn't it how did the lord know she put in all that she had well he knows all things no, I say this. He was considering her, her situation, what was happening in her life. He knew all about her. He knew about her poverty. He maybe even knew about these Pharisees who made themselves rich by robbing widows and their houses. He knew all of these things. He came, he set himself down because here she comes. She is one who loves the Lord her God with all this. When he knew about her. He knows about you, child of God, if you are his you may say, but, but my hardship makes me think that the Lord is... It. He is not. He is not. She was not forgotten. Though, she did not notice the Lord sitting by, did she? Is it possible for you to be going through your days and not notice that the Lord Jesus is sitting by? That the Lord is not at hand? Is it possible? Absolutely. Does that mean he's not? No. This is a very important lesson for us to learn. Apply this to your own life. Jesus sat. What did that mean? It means he came there knowing all about this woman and letting nothing that she did go unnoticed. Jesus sat. But you know, there's something more. If you just read that a little bit further, it says also that Jesus watched. It says, and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. Okay, I want to just say something here, and I want you all to hear me very well. The Lord Jesus sees everything. He sees everything. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those that whose heart is perfect toward him. His eyes see. Again, here's a very important truth to understand and remember. Remember, even for little people, Older people and people who are crowding older people in their <laughs> me. The Lord is watching. He is watching. He sees everything. Here specifically, we are told that he watched how the people were throwing their money into the treasury. He was noticing, he was watching how they were doing this. Now, I just, my mind just says, and I put this into modern terms so that I can relate to it in my mind, so maybe you can as well. Could you just imagine, here comes um, Mr. Pharisee up to the place where he's going to cast in his money. And I know they didn't have it, but suppose Mr. Pharisee takes out his wallet 
Well, let me see here. Um, 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 um. Wait a minute. Oh, other section, other section. Okay. I'm going to take this one and this one. <laughs> Make sure we don't throw in too much. <laughs> Are we that way? Isn't that how it is sometimes? Lord Jesus was watching how they threw money into the treasury. And some of them were making a great big show, saying, hey, I've got all these coins here. You know, I'm doing this all in coin. No, no bills here. Well, they didn't have bills back then, but you know how. Well, you know what I'm saying. Here's all the coins. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's watching. Clinkity, 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 clinkity. Oh, wow. I'm a great. I'm a great guy. Don't you think so? Yeah. I threw. Did you see how much I put in there? You say, it wasn't quite like that all the time. No. Some of them just kind of went clinkity, clinkity, clinkity. Was there anybody? But the Lord Jesus was watching. It is plain that even though the Lord watched, though, the woman was a different case. She was unaware of his presence and his watching. Oh, no, wait a minute. Is it ever true that when you try to do something for the Lord that your heart and mind almost feel like, well, I don't know the Lord is not watching here, not noticing what I'm doing? This may be the case for us. We seek to love the Lord, but we are unaware that He is at hand. Does that mean that He's not at hand? If you don't, if you don't see or understand that the Lord is near, does that mean that He's not? What's the answer to that one? No. Further, the woman was never spoken to by the Lord Jesus. She was spoken about to those that were about Him. You know, you may never hear the Lord comment on what you do, as it were, either through the Spirit of God, through the Word, through somebody else who's a, a believer, noticing and saying, I think the Lord was in what you just did. The Lord may never speak. And you know, I say this, this woman likely went on her way after making her offering with only a heart that had loved the Lord, but possibly felt lonely and isolated. She didn't know necessarily that the Lord had seen this. So as she came in, so she went out. And what kind of heart maybe she had? Well, I've given what I've got. Lord, I love you. And I know maybe your eyes from above are all, all it's going to ever see. But she comes in, she goes out perhaps lonely and isolated. She certainly left in poverty. She gave all that she had. She left in poverty. Oh. Or did she? Did she really leave in poverty? Was there something that was determined for her by the heart of the Lord Jesus? My point is not everything that we do for Christ will bring a confidence of the Lord's attention but it does not mean he was not watching. The Lord had been badgered by the enemies of the gospel earlier, but this must have been the delight of his heart to see this woman that day. Jesus watched. Third, Jesus noted. 
It says, and he called unto him his disciples and saith unto them. Okay? Jesus is making a note of what's going on here. Not only did the Lord Jesus watch this woman and note that she was putting in her living, he noted it to those about him. And I think that in many ways what the Lord Jesus is commenting about this woman is what he commented about another woman two chapters later in the book of Mark that comes and anoints him with oil and his comment about her was, hey, don't bother her. She hath done what she could. She hath done what she could. You know, the Lord Jesus didn't expect this widow to put in the volumes of monies that some others could do. She had done what she could. And the Lord notes that which we do, and he honestly comments on the nature of it. I say it was the Lord's desire that the heart that was shown in this woman, a desire that was unaffected, and I want you to think about it, her desire to serve and love her God was unaffected by a knowledge that anyone was watching. Here is the heart and it's just between God and myself. And he shows and notes that this would be seen and seen for what it truly was. And I say to you that there is much to be learned here. There is much that will be applicable to the disciples as they would learn to serve the Lord Jesus in days to come. So I say, think on this woman. Remember this woman. Here's a very large truth about the Lord's careful watching. The Lord Jesus notes. He doesn't forget. He makes mention. It is completely understood what has been done. Then fourth, I want you to see not only did Jesus sit and did he watch and did he note, fourthly, Jesus judged. The Lord Jesus makes a contrast between the entirety, think about this, he says that the entirety of what had been put into the treasuring that day was not as great as what this woman put in. So some have suggested that in the hands of the Lord there was, as it were, a scale. And the worth of all the offering of the day was not as great in its precious weight as this woman's gift. How much, you think, 15,000 people at one time. Now, through the course of the day, some of those people would have come, others would have gone, and so on and so forth. You could have had, I don't know, thousands and thousands of people go through there, take all of their gifts, wrap it up, put it in one side of the scale, take this woman's two mites, because she did it with a heart of love to God. Lord Jesus says, all of this is not as much as this. Well, we could ask, did the woman drop her coins indifferently than the wealthy? And that caused the Lord Jesus to comment? I almost think it this way. Perhaps the woman wanted her gift to go unnoticed because it was so little. Could you imagine that? Maybe she was embarrassed at the smallness of the gift 
and felt the need to apologize at how little she gave if somebody had noticed. So perhaps she just walks by and very, well, without, no, without anybody being able to notice, she just lets the two coins fall into the treasury. She doesn't want anybody to see how little it really was. Do we look at our love and service to Christ like that? Do we not sometimes feel like it's nothing? It's so little. Sometimes I think we have it in our minds that the greatness of a gift is so much more to be noticed and to be mentioned the volumes we say within ourselves look at the greatness and the glory of such large gifts look at how all this money and all of this resource and all of this offering will bless God and that people by all the facilities that it will allow you to have look how many programs and how many great outreaches this great gift will afford oh those are big things but my two little mites Oh, how little it is. I'm embarrassed. Men judge such things great. But the Lord Jesus judged her love to God far greater so that the gift that she had was immense and theirs was little. Jesus judged. Last thought. Jesus esteemed. Jesus esteemed. We say, well, is this not the same point as we just mentioned? Well, not really. I don't want to point to the comparison of the gifts. Rather, I want to notice that the Lord's heart apparently was set on this woman as one of his own sheep. He esteemed the woman. The Lord Jesus knew that this woman would be there and that she cast in all that she had. But he also knew why she only had two mites. Think about it with me. Why did this woman have so little? Why was it that she could only cast in two mites? We could suppose that very trying times had been in her past. Certainly we know that she was bereft of her husband. It says that she was a widow. Maybe she was also bereft of the rest of her family. We don't know. Maybe they all could be gone. She was left alone. Maybe the woman was afflicted with ill health. Like the woman that touched the Lord's garment and was healed. She spent all she had. All she had on physicians. She was destitute because everything had been taken by her hardship. Maybe... Maybe there was some failure in her past that disallowed any hope of a secure life. We do not know any of this, and the Lord has not given us any hint. But my point is this. The Lord knew all of her story, just as he did the story of the woman at the well. This woman's entire existence was known of Christ. And he esteemed her. 
as valuable, precious to himself, so that he was in this act of her worship, he made sure, as it were, that he was there to take notice, to see. He knew what brought this woman to this point. Brought her to the point where she loved the Lord to the point that she was happy to have nothing but the love of the Lord in her heart. What an amazing thing. You think about this woman had had such a working of the Lord in her life that she came to the point where she said, I value my love to my God and my God's love to me more than anything else in this life. And I don't care if I am destitute of all resources. I give what I have to my God, though I may say it is nothing. It is so small. It is so insignificant. And it almost embarrasses me that I would have to let men see how little it is that I put in here. The Lord Jesus noted her heart and he esteemed it. My point is the Lord Jesus knows us too. He knows what he has done in us. He knows what he is doing in us. He knows where he is taking us. He knows what he means for us to have when we get there. And as we go through these days and we lift our hearts and love to our God and do the things that we can, so to speak, the Lord esteems that. Or can I put it this way? He does not let any part of our love back to him fall to the ground. Though we may not discern that, we may not in our days, for his good reasons, be able to discern all of this. Yet it is the case. Oh yes, there were many that day that esteemed the penny and the things that were attached to the power of money in this world. They, there were many that were esteeming that. The Lord Jesus cared for none of that. His eyes watched for the small, unnoticeable and insignificant act of love for him I say there is here a very great lesson for us as he was with that widow so will he be to all that are trusting in him though you see it though you understand it though you discern it or not it is the way it is so I say, be encouraged. Even though you may have to say, well, Lord, what I do for you, boy, this is a humble offering. The Lord Jesus notices. And he notes. Well, may the Lord allow us to be encouraged by the word and what we find true about Christ and not just ourselves and our circumstances. Well, amen. Let's all pray. Father in heaven, now we pray that you will bless this time that we've been with you in the word. We pray that you will allow it to be that which is used of the Spirit of God to encourage us 
with our standing with you, with your love to us, but Lord, also to encourage us even more to do all we can with all we have for the Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray now that you will seal this word to our hearts. Lord, allow the Spirit of God to continue to preach to us as we go through this day. We would ask for Jesus' sake and for his glory alone. Amen.